The show is about to begin. 3-1 pitch. Line drive, base hit left field. Carter can fly. He heads home. It's 2-0 Texas. Oh, here's a shot to left field by Pham. It's way back there. And Tommy Pham puts the D-backs in front. This is it. Fall Classic is on. Super unlikely matchup, and we're here for all the unpredictable moments. World Series Game 1 is done. Let's talk it out and take your questions on FT World Series Post Game Live. You ready? You are now listening to Foul Territory. Welcome to the show. That times seven, and sure, the Diamondbacks can win some of them too, obviously, but that drama times seven, and the stars were stars, by the way, Seeger and Adolis, Podfather, worth staying up late for? <laughs> I was, it was. I was ready to go home. I was ready to take it. Right. Kratzy was pissing me off. It's all good. I was getting, I was getting a little irritated, getting a little angry. But Adole is doing what he does best, man. I've seen this guy do it before at a young age. He's, oh my god, how do you do that? Oppo, Oppo Taco at that stadium. That's a bomb. You got to hit it there. It's a, it's graveyards. It's huge. God, excitement. What a, what a first game, Kratzy, man. What a first first game absolutely the, the the thing the rangers have to be careful of if they think they're the better team here they can't let the diamondbacks hang around they can't let him, them stay in these games because this could have been the diamondbacks game also except the fact that the rangers kept throwing out their best pitching the diamondbacks had to get into part of the bullpen that hasn't been hasn't been going too well there's a reason that tory lavello's that hasn't been going to him Pitch selection, take me through. Catch your brain right now. What yeah, happened? Yeah, go ahead, Kratzy. Kratzy, talk to us about that. Preach. <laughs> so we're, we're, we're watching it live, and your mind is going through. The, the way your brain is working as a catcher, you're out there. Gabby Moreno's out there knowing, hey, I got a right-on-right right specialist here, okay? And he had a guy in Gallon who was able to handle him he, because of this pitch, the changeup, okay? I told the guys, I said, hey, this guy is out here because he's the best matchup for Adolis. Because as you go down in the order, you're going to get to Austin Hedges, who hasn't had any at-bats in a month, and he swung at three straight sliders. So there's, there's a lot of options to not pitch around Adolis. I'm not saying that. But you cannot let him beat you with anything but a changeup. He has hit three home runs. He has a 286 slugging percentage on changeups from right-handed pitchers in the last six years, minor leagues and the big leagues. Six years, that's a long, that's a large sample size. For all you analytic people, I would <laughs> tell him, I'd be like, Dolis, hey, we're gonna go combio here, Poppy, okay? <laughs> and he's gonna be like, oh, I got this. <sighs> Swing and miss, <laughs> ground ball to third. Or, hey, it's a ball, like it was early in the count, and people say, oh, it's 3-1, you gotta give him a fastball, said who? There's no rules. MLB wants to touch all the rules. They want to be the helicopter parent, the puppets, like, do what I say, do what I say. But the reality is, there's no rule. You don't have to throw a fastball. Even if Todd's yelling from the other dugout, hey, throw me a fastball, you pansy. Been there nope. before. <laughs> Sorry, change up. Are <laughs> oh, you want a fastball? <laughs> change up. Listen, Scotty, the big guns came out. It wasn't – it was – you're hoping early in the game they start dominating. I mean, Adolis did his job, and then all of a sudden Seager 
another big bat coming up big in the ninth inning. I know we're going to dive into that, but I'm just talking about when you need your big dogs, they came through, and I, it doesn't matter what inning it was. It was uh, That's something really good for the Rangers to have moving forward because it didn't look good. It didn't look promising. And with that pitching staff that the – that the uh, excuse me, the Diamondbacks have, you know, especially their bullpen coming in, it's pretty darn good. So for them to do that, that's a plus. That's another plus for the Rangers. Someone finally got to them because we'll backtrack here. Yeah, we're looking at the lines for Gallon, who got blitzed early and then really picked up the pace. He had one swing and miss in the first inning, and then ten in the next four innings. He was great once he recovered. Yeah, mixed in some walks. Evaldi. Had plenty of swing and miss, but eventually they were making contact off of him, and it was his worst start of the playoffs. Five runs, four and two-thirds. Yep. The bullpen for both sides was great up until Seawald made the mistake to Corey Seager, and it was a mistake, Todd Father. I mean, yeah. Seager's the one guy that you circle in the lineup. We've talked about him all playoffs long. The one guy you circle. He will not beat us. Seawald, you know, you know him personally, Todd Father. Mm-hmm. The fastball up in the zone, and it's got to be way up in the zone to get past the swing of Corey Seager, who's been adjusting to those pitches anyway. So we're looking at the highlights, too. We can we can kind of run through as we're going here because this was a nice little early blitz from Evan Carter, who's, what, been in the league for like 12 years, right? Yeah, 12-year right. veteran? Oh, oh <laughs> he's a days. rookie? 12 day he's been veteran. five minutes? Exactly, <laughs> exactly. So nice start for him. Adolis is a superstar. If you watched Foul Territory um, earlier in the day, Ken Rosendahl had to battle with someone about if he's a superstar. I, I think we're good. I think we got it, okay? Yeah, I, but I agree. But were you surprised, Top Father, then, okay, so we have all these punching tickets, and then Corbin Carroll and the D-backs strike back. And I don't know if Tavares made a mistake there, but regardless, Arizona started playing their brand of ball for a while and took over this game. Yeah, without a doubt. It just seemed, you know, going up 2 nothing. it seemed like they were still in it no matter what. And I want to ask Kratzy this, you know, let me, as I finish, when Avaldi got into the stretch for that time period, he didn't look comfortable there. Uh, I'm not saying, you know, it was like, all right, well, you know, he's going to go back and not do well, but it just didn't seem, when he was in the windup for those first um, two innings, he looked dominant, and then he got in the stretch and things just changed. But, yeah, they got to him. Tommy Pham with the big homer, man. Just Tommy Pham doing Tommy Pham things. And mm, just some balls were left up for him. Those are numbers that you don't see from a Nathan Evaldi, especially in this world or this playoff. There was a lot of crooked numbers up there, him, and that's very unlike him. But yeah, this is a real good team. Let's go back to it. They're in the World Series for a reason. Kettle Marte, I mean, Another record that's probably going to be broken tomorrow. Him tied the record of most hits consecutively in the playoffs. I mean, come on, dude. You're going to see so many so many records being broken here and so much excitement. Good start to the day. And the running, too, Kratzy. Man, they're, uh, they're making your position, your, your fellow catchers, a little pissed off right now. They're, they're at, on a streak. I think it's 17 for 17. It's the third consecutive game with at least four swipes. So they're a pain in the ass once you get them on. I mean, obviously now we see Seager and what he did, which we'll get to in a sec, mm. but they're running this team. I think that's exactly what Ivaldi was dealing with. Todd, you hit it right on the nose when you put that in a thread, talking about talking about like, ah, he just doesn't feel look comfortable. To me, it looked like his arm, his arm like when you watch him from the windup, it seems like he's got that like he kind of looks like he'd like he goes at you and then it's like a pause go. Yep. 
And when he, when guys were on, he was coming set. And it was like, he was, he was rushing through that. And it was like high inside outside. Like he wasn't missing consistently and he wasn't able to finish his pitches. Mm-hmm. And that is direct, a direct correlation. That is no stolen bases. That is a direct correlation to the fact that he is going to steal bases. And this is why teams who don't steal bases need that in their need, need that in their lineup. Look what the Phillies do. The Phillies, I think Kyle Schwarber last year had 10 or 12 stolen bases. Just the fact that in your mind, that dude is going to get on base, which as much as he gets on base, all his walks and everything that he could steal. It's just, it, it plays into the psyche of how you attack a pitching staff and they're in there. The Diamondbacks are in there. Yes. I know they lost this game, but they need to get one in Texas and they showed that they can get to a guy like Evaldi. And if you can show you can get to Evaldi, look, you, you have to, you have to respect it tomorrow, tomorrow against Montgomery. I'm going to see these guys, you know, they're doing that. I don't know if you saw the one widescreen they showed, they showed the top view Perdomo got on first and he just, you know, he, he, he bounced, bounced. Nope. He held it and he didn't go. Then he bounced, bounced, and as soon as he pitched and bounced, gone. He just went. It was like it's that timing. And Montgomery's not the best at varying his looks. He's not very athletic on the mound. He's not going to have a good pickoff. So he needs to be aware of what's going on out there. And you can't just say, ah, you know what, I'll just make my pitches. Because these dudes, normally, they don't strike out a lot. They don't. They make contact. They put the guys in motion. So I think there's going to be that that's going to be a, it's going to be a key the rest of the night. Cause they showed and they, they got to Evaldi that way, leaving pitches out over the plate that guys can hammer. All right. So true. <clears throat> who, who do you guys think? And then I'll run it. And because there's debate going on in the chat too, about like, who is the MVP of this game just now? Corey Seager or Dolis Garcia? I'll go first. I'd say Dulles. He had an RBI in the before the game and or in the start to the game, and then he had the big home run to win. I mean, I'm going with the guy who won it. I mean, listen, you can go either way here, and I think you'll be fine, but I'm going with Adolis because five homers in five straight games just broke the RBI record, right? Am, am I wrong for saying that? He broke it. I, did he tie it or he broke it? Uh, he tied it. It was 15. He had 14 coming into the series. And he had two RBIs. So then he broke. Oh, he, he had, had the one RBI. earlier. Yeah. So That's he right. broke that record. Yeah, broke I mean, it. this guy is an absolute monster. This guy is a monster. And I, I believe today he is the MVP. So, okay, Kratz, before you answer, let's run the player of the game chosen by a large, studious panel. Foul territory player of the game. You got it, Todd Father. Kratz, right. what do you think? Whoever wrote that and Todd are wrong because Adolis doesn't get a single at bat without Corey hitting that dinger. Corey came through against a guy who, yes, he let the door open when he walked the nine hitter, Cardinal Sin Galore, but like to get to Paul Seawald, who has gotten to Paul Seawald? Nobody. Nobody has gotten to him. I mean, Adoli's got to him in his career. 
He's got he's got one, two, three, four, five hits against him in his career. See what racked four saves against the Phillies, Kratz. The big bad he, Phillies could not touch him. Now, was that a mistake pitch though? Touch him. With Corey? Was that a mistake pitch? Because with Corey, he's tough to game plan against anyway, because there's really he doesn't have any holes in this swing. It's it's as far as I know, especially like this year, you look, you're like, oh, what's the pitch? Right? Like sometimes you can get him on high heaters, gotta be really, really high up there. And then that's where they were targeting him, right? Like catcher was was up here, pitch was about here, and we have extra innings. You think it's you think it's high enough. When you throw it there, you see the pitch, you think that's high enough. There, there's no my thing is my thing is with him, if you're if you're figuring out how to throw to him, you do have an opportunity because Seawald is so good at it. That backdoor slider is always there. You know, if I'm a righty, I'm attacking him with changeups. Any, any, he, he closed that hole up earlier. But you can't just create a changeup. You know, Seawald's not going to just throw, you know, throw a pitch sixty percent of the time that he doesn't throw that often. But like, it is the best. It is the pitch that he hammers the most. Six forty two OPS. I mean, 642 slug against the fastball. And I get it. I get it. You're going to say, oh, he got it above the zone. And this is where my old school mind goes, okay, he did. And you, you're looking for a chase. So you're looking to throw a ball. You throw that ball down and away. He does not take you out of the ballpark. Corey Seager does not have extension down in the bottom part of the zone unless you throw him in and down. His extension is all flat across, mid-thigh to belt high, and it's across the whole zone. Paul C. can locate that pitch down and away. And then you get the chase up. But to me, that ball he was throwing up is a ball. It's a ball, but Seager will go up, up. Hey, you know what? He got hurt. Tip Tip your cap. I just, I'm obviously, you know, second guessing the pitch calling, but... Sure. It wasn't that bad of a pitch, but I do love to see the emotion out of Corey Seager because this dude is like the most cold-faced killer. He is unemotional, and it is awesome to see. Kratzy, you've heard the saying, higher than high, right, as a catcher? That's what they yep. needed right there. Hey, yep. I want it high, but I need it. If this is the high pitch he can hit, I need it higher than high. Okay. I need to see if and I wrote knocked, that up, up. Yep. Uh, up, up, buttercup. But I need it. I need higher than high for sure. <laughs> you need it. You need it. And it's almost like you got to stand up. You got to stand up. Yep. Like, li- in like my scatter report, I wrote there. In my scatter report, I wrote fastball up slash up for chase. And that's my key to be like higher than what you think you need to go. Even yep. with Seawalls little life that he got and that's why you are going to be the next manager for your new york mets for your (laughs) foul territory show (laughs) the mets we need you yeah uncle stevie uncle stevie your scouting reports are insane they are insane so let me get one more from your kratz and then we'll spin it forward um also by the way first extra inning game we had in the postseason we'll we'll touch on that one sec 
Just a question here from Highlight 8. What did y'all think of Evaldi's splitter early? That pitch was carving them up, and then he just lost it? No idea. No no idea if he lost it, if he didn't have good feel for it. I, I don't know the, you know, how much – how much he stopped throwing it. Like if he, if he kept throwing it at the same rate, he was throwing it, but they also made an adjustment. This is what the diamondback diamondbacks are not the Minnesota twins where they're just going to be like, Oh, that pitch. Oh, I can't, I can't hit it. Oh, I can't hit it. They started putting it in play. They started swinging at the splitter. He was still throwing some decent splitters. They were just getting hit. Yes. He made some mistakes and yes, he was lights out early, but they make the adjustment. They cut their swings down to put the barrel on the ball, and they got to him. You know, I don't know if he didn't throw it as much, but again, the whole like slide step, some pitches don't work for some guys when you're mixing that slide step in. It's an unfair game. It's <laughs> <laughs> true. Right, hey, go, go ahead, Todd, and I got a question for Let, you. No, let's think about this. That whole inning, they got three runs. Alec Thomas, boom, infield single. Um, Longoria, hard hit to the right side, first and second, bond him over. Um, then, the, then the big dog Carroll comes up and hits a triple where it's like, how the hell did he even get that triple? That ball most likely should have been caught. They were shifting him to the right side. So it's, it kind of manufacture game a little bit, but kind of short and sweet, like you said, just getting the job done, you know what I mean? And that – That'll start playing with a pitcher's mind. I don't care how strong you are. And Carol darts home on the little fielder's choice action, which then you're like, all right, shit. Like, to me, that was the moment where Rangers and Rangers fans were like, fuck, these guys are annoying. We're your problem. <laughs> yeah. Hey, yeah, remember, who did that? remember who did that in the World Series? It was the Erica. At- Astros. Erica. No. Anyway, Mookie Betts did it. Mookie Betts had a couple really good base running plays the year. I think it was 2020, the year they won it, where he was reading that ball off the bat, going on contact. It was 2020, yes. G-Man Choi, G-Man Choi made some throws to the plate that, like, they rushed him. That is what this type of – and I know we're, I'm constantly talking about the team that lost, but that's what this team brings, that when you build a team and have guys like that – it changes the game. It changes energy. it. Different, uh, different energy. All right. So two things. One question for Todd Father. One for Kratz. Todd Father, um, extra innings, runner on second. If you're a player, you want it, and don't even think it's not just about the the time of game. You know, we're playing two brands of ball. You want you want runner on second because most fans lose their mind if if we say oh runner on second my, in the playoffs. I love it. My, my answer to this would be, if that's what you did in the regular season, you do it in the playoffs because that's what you you plan for. You know what I mean? So now I'm not saying it's going to, you know, it, it's going to change a lot of things for sure. But mm-hmm. that's what you plan for. Extra innings, you have your certain guys that you bring in in those situations to strike guys out. Now all of a sudden you could bring a long relief guy in. You could bring a guy in that it's like, all right, well, if you do give up, if we get the run, now I could bring my closer in. So where's the advantage? I think the advantage goes to the first team that gets the first run. And I, I would 100% say that because then you can bring another, if you didn't start, if you didn't bring your closer in, you could bring your big gun in. You know, there's, there's different obstacles. There's different experiments you could do. But if you did that in the, in the beginning of the year to the, to the end, 
Stick with it. Okay. Kratz, we got a super chat question from Michael. Keep in mind, Christian Walker played with Monty at South Carolina. He has seen his stuff as he was maturing as a pitcher. I mean, different dude though, right? Totally different guy. <laughs> yeah. Totally different guy than than Jordan Montgomery at, at South Carolina. But I, man, I would not even have remembered that. I just <laughs> that think is Monty a great call. A, that is such a great call. Like, yeah, that's hey, and that's and that's why I picked. We never got to it in the show today. That's why I picked Christian Walker, not because of the connection to Monty. I saw Christian that. Walker has crushed the Diamondbacks this year. He's got three you, pumps against him. He is, and in his career, what did I say? Diamondbacks, I'm sorry. He yeah. has crushed the Rangers this year in the four games that they played. And I really think his his swing matches up to what, what Monty's throwing. Monty's not going to be able – he's going to have to do similar to what he did to Jordan, where he is, you know, elevating a pitch. Know. And Monty doesn't elevate a lot of pitches – and he got to get above Walker's swing there. And so, yeah, I love that. I love that matchup. That is a, a key, sneaky matchup because you're going to go after him. You're going to go after him depending on how they stack their lineup. You know, they might have Emmanuel Rivera hitting behind him, but I don't know. We'll see. Hey, did you see my bold prediction? First game. Did you see, did you see my bold I prediction didn't. or no? No. Hang on, hang on. Don't don't tell me. I want to read go, it myself without your go ahead, please. stupid and, and let me know. face saying it. <laughs> what was it? Ah, well, well, let Kratzy go back because then you guys. Well, I could tell you if you want. You want me to tell you or no? Yeah, yeah. It's taking me forever to find it. Rangers, in Rangers in four games. <laughs> wow, pretty bold. Were you feeling games. a little nervous about that up until uh, you know no. ninth inning went out? <laughs> no, good. I got that. That's why they're bold. That's why they're bold predictions. I made you nailed it in the DS, today. I will it's say. Teamwork. You didn't even have a CS one, but in the DS we did bold predictions. He goes, Phillies in in what? Five, what was it that they won in? Five. Not five. Or four. four. You said Phillies in four. four. He said they're taking the, the last two at home. Yep. And he nailed it. He was like, Braves aren't getting another one. It was over. So, all right, we'll see. Okay. Rangers in four. I hope you're wrong. But I do. I do if too. you're right, then it's cool because you're right. Banger of a first game, though. So we're going to do this after every game with a different crew on the foul territory roster. So that means game two, which is Saturday, which is already actually technically today if you're watching with us live right now. But um, if you're watching after post-game show, we appreciate you. We're here on foul territory one to three weekdays and on pods and the whole deal. You can find us pretty much anywhere if you type in foul territory show. After every single World Series game, real talk, post-game, goofing around a little bit, but we know what we're talking about, or at least these guys do. So we'll see you for the next one. That was fun.